You know what I could really go for right now? Uh, judging by the movie that we just watched, I'm gonna say bread. Man, how'd, how'd you figure that out? Yes, yes, I could, I could go for some nice, warm, fresh out of the oven bread. Made by a, a handsome bread maker in, in a small uh, northeastern town. Yes. Maybe in the, the Seattle area, I think it was. Only that type of bread. Uh, welcome. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And this is It's Technically Romance, where we talk about Hallmark movies from our different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the, the cynical cinephile, the technical aspects of the filmmaking, the lights, cameras, all, all that good stuff. Technical tyrant. Wow, that's actually that actually hurts me a little bit. Cynical <laughs> cinephile, I heard a little bit, but technical tyrant. That's. I was trying more. to think of another T word. That's not a good that one. That was the first one that came to mind. Hey, you listen to this podcast, you be the judge. Is he a tyrant or a teddy bear? <laughs> the technical teddy bear. We are talking about the Baker's son today. Um, which, you know, as we like to discuss titles in these films, because some of them get kind of wacky, I thought this was a great title for the film. It was I, very apropos. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it, I mean, it really hit the mark. And what's really cool about this film is, you know, I, I usually hate these intros. They're, you know, done very poorly a lot of times. The, the typography in these intros are just awful. Um, this is cool. Uh, we have the dad, and we don't know it's the dad yet, but the dad narrating, you know, he has this thick French accent talking about sort of the history of bread, and, you know, I got into it. I, I don't know how you felt was about it. Was it the dad narrating? It, yeah, it was the dad narrating, because he comes back at the end. I didn't realize it was the dad. Yeah. I just knew it was a French guy. Yeah, and it, it's something cool. Like, they did a really nice thing, and right away, you can kind of tell that this movie's going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be your, your average sort of Hallmark movie. Um, but yeah, the, the, the dad narrating over people making bread talks about sort of the history. I w I was there for it. I was captivated right from the start. Yeah. I loved the opening credits. They were playing, you know, some French music mm -hmm. and then we had the French, uh, accent narrating. I, I loved it. Yeah. No, they, Slow motion, bread, kneading, yeah. flour everywhere. No, it, it got me. It got me right from the start. Yeah. It was great. So we start these off by letting you know. If we would watch this movie again, if we would have it on in the background because we're not as in love with it, mm -hmm. or if we would just never watch it again. Right. So, how'd this one fare for you? Um, it's it's a weird one for me because uh, normally it did a lot of things I don't normally like in these, these Hallmark movies. Um, they did some stuff that I thought was kind of odd. But the thing that it did do, which I really liked, is that it embraced the type of movie that it was. And what I mean by that is that it starts off, and, it, and it's kind of silly at a, a lot of points, and it, and it kind of ran with that. Um, it didn't try to be anything that it wasn't. It kind of embraced this sort of ridiculousness of this. It felt like, a, um, like this crazy story that someone was telling. I, again, we have the narrator, so I guess he's tell, the dad's telling the story. So... Because of that, because it embraced that, I think I actually might watch this one again. There's a lot of funny moments here, a lot of comedy. Um, a lot of the, the supporting cast are wonderful. They, they make this film really shine. Um, our two main leads obviously do too, but the supporting cast is, is something else in this. Yeah, I, I really actually loved this movie. Okay. And because of that, it was sort of like this 
magical sort of like fable yeah exactly like, yeah, exactly type of deal um i loved the idea that his bread tastes best you know when he's in love i love and yes supporting cast really made this movie mm-hmm. i felt like all of the characters were very well established yeah like it felt like the this little town like they could make a, a tv series of this town and these characters because yeah. they all felt so fun and like they each had their little sort of like storyline but it didn't linger with them you know what i mean like there's some movies where we have a ton of characters and they go off on these crazy side stories and that, like get me back to the main plot we had just enough of the these side characters that it just it fit really well and i would like you said i would love a town uh series i think that's a great idea um i know they did like the christmas one what was it christmas and um Evergreen. Evergreen. Christmas Evergreen. That whole they did a whole thing with that because again we had these things. I could see, you know, um, an entire series here. I love a small town. You know, becoming recognized, yeah. anything like that. It just warms my heart, and I love seeing that in this movie. And so I just thought it was super charming, and yeah, I well, really I mean, enjoyed it. Speaking of the town, um, I mean, we haven't even talked plot. Like we're, like, I mean, you can tell. Like already, I like this movie a lot. Um, speaking of the town, it was, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the shots of this town, just so quaint, so gorgeous. A lot of times, you know, they'll have a few establishing shots of this town and they won't really go out. They, they filmed in this town. You know, they had all these little areas they did. I felt like I was living there. Like, I love that when these sets, when these locations become a character themselves, I'm all there for it. And they, they nailed it. They nailed it with this one. Like those, oh man, the, the water there, like it reminded me of like a small main town. I used to spend uh, my summers up in Maine uh, with my family. I felt like I was back in like Bar Harbor or something. Like it was gorgeous. Yeah, it's so dreamy. Uh, They actually filmed on Vancouver Island. We got to go. Add it to the list. The Hallmark vacation list. Just this adorable, beautiful little island that I absolutely loved. And we can get more into it. But yeah, I loved Mm. loved that town. So let's start with, you know, plot summary. Matt is a baker. And best friends with Annie. He seems to only make his best bread when he is in love. He falls for a ballet dancer passing through town, only to have his heart broken. When Annie decides to leave town to pursue her dreams of being an artist, Matt finally realizes his true love has been in front of him all along. <laughs> yeah. It's Annie. It's, I got it. I it's got true that. love. <laughs> Great job, as always, on the plot summary. Oh, thank um, you. Why don't we talk about Matt and Annie, our, our two leads. Why don't you give us uh, give us a rundown on them? Yeah. Uh, love and Annie. You know I love an Annie. Characters named Annie. I just love them. So when I saw her name was Annie, I was like... There um, it is. There it is. Eloise Mumford plays Annie. Okay. And I adore her. What a great name, too. Eloise. I know. Yeah. Maybe we'll name our firstborn. There you go. Eloise. She is wonderful. She was in one of our favorite Christmas movies, Just in Time for Christmas. Oh, really? If you remember that one. Yeah, she looks a little different because she's a brunette in this movie. She had blonde hair with Christopher Lloyd and... Oh, my goodness. Yes. I love that one. They never played that one. I know. They never play it. I don't know why. That is such a gem of a movie. It's so good. Wow. Wait a... Thank you. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, that's her. 
And oh, that's why she looks so from think. Um, <laughs> see, this is what you're so good at this. Like, oh, I love it. All right, perfect. Uh, and Brant Daugherty yep. plays Matt. Uh, we've seen him in Mingle All the Way mm-hmm. with Jen Lilly, which is a very one. cute yeah, one. I like that one. Um, he's best known for his role, though, in Pretty Little Liars. Is he? Was he? Was he a bad guy in Pretty Little Liars? It's not, not a very good guy. Oh no. Yeah, but yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed these two together. Yeah. Apparently, they're both in a Fifty Shades movie together. Fifty Shades of Grey. I think it's like the last one, like Fifty okay. Shades Freed. Well, he said, because uh, we were doing the live tweeting, and I thought he said that they've known each other for like five years or something. or So he, they're pretty comfortable with each, other, with each other. And that comes through on screen. Like they had some great chemistry going. Yeah, this was their first one, uh, first Hallmark movie together. And yeah, I loved them together. Mm-hmm. I thought their chemistry was great. I totally bought that they were best friends. Yeah. And yeah, you could tell they just felt really comfy with each other well and we again i feel like a broken record but you can tell when people on set are having a good time and everyone seemed to be having fun uh from the two leads to just our supporting cast everyone just seemed to be laughing um i I love that i love seeing when films are made and the cast and crew are just having a blast yeah this movie was just so cute i loved the 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 french theme throughout the cute little town the you know quirky little characters in there like everything it was just it was just quirky. such a cute I think that's a great yeah yeah it was just such a cute movie and it felt different and you know we we relish in the Hallmark movies that have that little bit of uniqueness and it feels a little different a little like something we haven't seen before mm-hmm. and but they, but they still play within that hallmark realm you know, oh they still of have course the, the beats the hallmark beats in it yeah but i just i loved seeing something fresh and different mm-hmm. and um yeah it was just really enjoyable for me uh bleeding into bleeding bleeding into <laughs> This was a horror film, if, in case we haven't gotten to the Jaws uh, shark that was swimming through. Um, segwaying into the, the cast, as we mentioned, the supporting cast uh, were all great, and we could go down and list all of them. Well, I think there's one in particular I want to list right now. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone knows who we're talking about. It's, it's Walt. Yeah, Walter. You, it's Walt. Walt the mayor. Well, he's the mayor. He's also a notary <laughs> and an insurance broker. He can do all of the things. I, I almost feel like Walt stole the show. And any scene that Walt was in, he just, he crushed it. I who, mean. Who plays, who plays Walt? Yeah, so the actor is, um, correct me for the pronunciations, but his name is Haig Sutherland. Okay. Is how I would pronounce it. It might be Haig. Uh, he, yes, he embodied that role. And that's what I mean about these characters. He like, he felt so well established. Like this was, he like, he was Walter. I believed it. And if they don't, you know, I, I felt like this whole, like, again, this whole town, like these characters were so well thought out and, they each had like little details mm-hmm. that just, you know, the details. We love details. And I just, yeah, his character was, was great. Yeah. No, he, he, he was awesome. And, you know, I was kind of joking about the horror thing with Jaws, but I was getting some like Jaws mayor vibes from him, you know, <laughs> trying to get their little town of, trying to get their little town back up and doing anything and no matter the cost. 
Um, and it really gets it gets weird later on in this film um, with Walt. But I, yeah, he was cracking me up and he felt so real. Yeah. So, I mean, props to, to our writer. Yes. The script was very funny, very charming. Uh, I feel like that's going to be the buzzword for me for this episode. Charming. And quirky. <laughs> and quirky. Uh, there were two writers, mm-hmm. like a writing a writing duo, right. if you will, of Stephen Peterman and Gary Donsig. And they both have worked together on quite a few t- television shows. I couldn't see that they've done any Hallmark before. So that might be why this felt a little different for us. But they've worked on shows like Murphy Brown oh. and Hannah Montana. I don't Sudden, care about that one as much. Suddenly Susan. I don't know if you ever watched Suddenly Susan. That was like a show I used to watch back in the day. So yeah, they've got they've got the writing chops um, on their resume, and yeah, I think they they really did yeah. a great job with this film. Well, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I, I could talk about Walt literally all night. Like, I'm not even joking. I could talk about Walt all night. I oh yeah, but we have to talk about romance. And... This, is, this is a romantic comedy, so we sh- probably should speak about our two main leads when they first meet which is you know these ones it's kind of it's kind of odd because you know we we talk about the meet cute in these but these two characters have known each other for years literally their entire lives just about so their meet cute was really when they were what i don't know middle school or and he's like drowning and she saves him i guess that that how they met i don't know if that's how they met or that's when they cemented their friendship. I like to think that that's how they met. Okay. Um, and so is, I, it, is it good meet cute when, when he's drowning as a, as a teenager? She jumps in and saves him. Who does that? I wish maybe we could have gotten like a flashback of that. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, like you're joking, but like, that would have fit the tone of this film if they had a fa- flashback to that happening. Yeah, I love that they made Matt not able to swim yeah. in this movie. Um, like even like... A, he lives on an island where they have to take a ferry to get there and he's afraid of water. He's and agoraphobic. Yeah, he can't swim. Like he, But he won't even go on like the dock where Annie's painting because um, Annie paints these beautiful landscape pieces and she's like on the edge of a dock and talk about these beautiful vistas. Like the camera work is just, oh, it's gorgeous. And, you know, Matt's there and he won't come down to see her. He makes her come to him because he's afraid of water that much. Yeah, I can't swim. Fun fact. Uh, I don't know if it's fun. It's, it makes me sad. <laughs> sad fact. Uh, but I'm not afraid of water per se. Right. No, you got on a boat. I am afraid of drowning. Well, I am afraid of being in the water. I'm okay. not afraid of being on the yeah, water. Yeah, because you literally were on a boat. Yeah, so I can be on a boat. I can be on a dock. Yeah. Uh, but if someone were to push me in the water, then I would be terrified. Right. Because I can't swim, obviously. And also, I don't like things touching my feet. And right. I don't know what they are. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think many people would, but yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did find it interesting that he wouldn't even go out on the dock to look at her painting. And that one scene. Um, so that that is, I, th- I thought, again, that was excellent in the writing. That you make this character who lives on an island and is scared of water yeah it was it was a nice touch and yeah just it was quirky that's my word again quirky coming up quirky uh but no so the fact that these these two characters met they already have an established history uh we find out that matt has an issue keeping relationships mostly because of annie um we find out that they have a movie night they do every week 
which blows my mind. I don't think I have any. I can't even watch a movie with you every week. I don't know how. <laughs> well, but you do because we do this podcast. So oh. we watch a Hallmark oh my movie. God, you're right. Every week. Here I am. Here I'm Matt. But <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because. Um, no, but we're in a relationship. That's true. You're not like my best friend from <laughs> from high school. Uh, but it's it's you know I can kind of get where Matt's exes are coming from because if you were to say go to you know a friend's house every week to watch a film, it'd be a little sus. You know, it's a little a little odd. Well, if this friend had saved me from drowning <laughs> when I was a child, you know, we have a special bond. We have a secret handshake. Yep. But the thing that I found strange was, you know, maybe the girls could get past the the movie nights, the secret handshake. But this girl has photos of them together, of them as children, and of also of them as grown-ups. Like, those are, like, her only photos oh, really? on her coffee table. I didn't know. Look at these. Are photos of her and Matt. Look at that set design, too. That was, that was intentional. So like, that that is... might be the worrying factor. Um, yeah, could you imagine, like, bringing, like, Matt bringing over a girl to meet Annie at her house? Be like, look, it's just Annie. And then the girl's literally, like, looking around the, the room and being like, there's, there's just photos of you two here. Like... Well, these are photos at Annie's house, so I don't know if Matt... I'm sure Matt has them also, uh, but does Matt live... I think Matt lives at the bakery, right? No, I... No, I think he has a house because... He's always changing in the bakery. Oh, we he never does really, do that. No, he does have a bed, yeah, but we because... never really see where... Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not sure. I no. didn't catch that. Uh, but if he did, I'm sure there would be photos of them too. Yeah. Um, so we get it. So Matt has trouble with the relationship. Annie apparently has trouble with, with relationships, probably because she is in love with Matt but doesn't realize it. Well, they're both in love with each other. Yeah. But somehow yeah. they don't know it. I it, just find it interesting that they never would have tried. Well, that's like, why. Even like a... a you know, drunken kiss one night or something. Drunk. This is a Hallmark film. We are not Annie have... was drinking white wine as <laughs> she did drink many times wine. as she was in this movie. So I think that's why at first I was like, I, I don't know if I'm going to like this film because it did seem so implausible and ridiculousness. But I think that's sort of the charm of it is that it is just ridiculous that these two people would never have even, you know, attempted a relationship. Even when Nicole... You know, the ballerina that Matt eventually, you know, is dating for a little bit. Ask him, you know, have you guys dated before? Because it seems like they would have. Matt's like, what? No, never. Why would we ever date? She's just my friend. Yeah. So I, they embrace it and it just, it works, even though it shouldn't. Even If this was a different movie and that premise was set up, I'd be like, there's no way. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's very unrealistic to me that two friends... Attractive, be, two attractive people. Two, yeah, it would be friends for that long, and neither of them had th even thought about yeah. it, or you know, tried, and then it didn't work out. Maybe because she saved his life, there's like a weird. Life to me, thing. all the more reason to fall in love. What a story to tell your grandkids. So, so yes, they have some bumps in the road with their other people that they might be dating. Um, but in comes, as you mentioned, Nicole. Yep. So this ballet troupe comes into town. Because Walt, beautiful, beautiful Walt, trying to drum up some business for the town, thinks a ballet, famous ballet people will bring some tourists, which it might. I mean, it's not a bad idea. 
It's well, not the, a great idea, Walt, but it's not a bad idea. Well, the woman that put it together, yeah, um, um, the Mrs. Dean, right? She, yeah, she likes the town, so she's you know bringing in the ballet. Um, I did find it a little strange because I feel like mm-hmm. ballet productions are mostly performed in big cities, like main cities. So it was a little odd to me. Well, that's how you bring in the big city folk to the small town is you have a big city production. I mean, it's a, it's a smart idea. Bring something that they're going to want to see in a small town setting. Yeah. Like I said, it's not a bad idea. It's just, you know. Um, so we don't have a meet-cute right. per se with Matt and Annie, but we do have a meet-cute with Matt and Nicole. Yeah. That's, Which, that's what's so weird. You know, we get this the opposite, basically. Yeah. And also, this is the first time, I think, in a a long time. I'm trying to think of another movie maybe that's done this. And none is none are coming to mind. But that the male character is the main character. We open on him. Whereas usually it's the huh. female character. And it's called The Baker's Son. You're absolutely right. That's, huh. Yeah. Wow. So I, I thought that I, was I didn't, a even, really... I didn't even pick up on that. That was a good catch. Yeah. So I thought it was a really cool sort of, you know, shakeup. Yeah. Good, good catch. Props. Thanks. Air high five. Um, but I actually really liked the mean cute with Matt and Nicole. Yeah, I did too. That she comes off the ferry and it's, you know, slow motion. She looks like a goddess with the wind blowing. And then a bird poops on Matt as she sees him. It's quirky. It's quirky, folks. I just thought it was really funny and cute. Um, And I don't know about you, but I actually really liked Nicole. Yeah, I did too. I I think we're supposed to kind of hate her. Or that that character we're supposed to not like. In general, in Hallmark movies, that sort of character we're not supposed to like. We're not supposed to, but they made her likable. Yeah. She was very sweet. Uh, they made you feel sorry for her when, you know, the director was hard on her yeah. in practice. And she just seems really sweet. She actually seems to really like Matt. Yeah. And Because at first, we're, I wasn't sure if she was just doing this to get, like, the inspiration, like her director was saying. But it, it seems like she does generally like him. Even in the breakup which I'm going to throw some technical at you, that scene was shot beautiful. When Nicole and Matt eventually do break up, you know, they're in the pool, so you have the water reflections on the wall. You have this lovely blue light on one side of the face, warm yellow light on the other side, so you're getting that nice contrast. Gorgeously shot, beautifully shot here. And then you have this really adult conversation between the two of them. Yeah, I... I mean, I was almost rooting for Matt and Nicole, which was so weird. Even though I loved Annie, it was weird to me that they made Nicole so sweet and likable. Yeah. Like, even when they have, you know, their first, or they don't actually kiss, I, I just loved the awkwardness of Matt. Um, you know, spilling the bread the first time he sees her dance or... Um, when he goes in to kiss her and he spills his drink on yeah. her back. Like, I just thought that was so... He interrupted his own kiss. The yeah. interrupted kiss that he did. We didn't need a little kid for this. It was, no. it was Matt. Um, and I just thought that was really funny. But I just found it so interesting throughout the movie. I kept waiting to not like Nicole. And I never did. Yeah, because I even did when they break up, like you said, it was so grown up. Like, she's just like, you know, 
I'm traveling a lot and my career is just starting and I just, I just don't see how this would work out. This even is the start though, of my career. You know, yeah. I've worked, I've worked hard to get here and it's like, I feel that. I even, feel that. Even though she likes him, you know, she's and got, likes the town too. Yeah. And she's got tears in her eyes, but it's just, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not in, in the cards for, for them. Well, it's, what's sort of interesting to me is that, um, I, I thought that Matt would realize that Nicole wasn't right for him himself, you know, because that's usually how these play out. Is that the character realizes that um, the character realizes that the one person is just not right for them, and they, they're the ones that call it off. You know, they realize that what they wanted was in front of them the whole time. That doesn't happen here. She leaves him, and I thought that was such a, a, a unique twist on this because I, I don't know. I don't know if I liked it. Like I liked it, and I didn't like it. You know, it's a very serious aspect to an otherwise not serious film. I guess it was more that they were so comfortable with each other. Yeah. I feel like it had to take, well, really, it had to take Annie deciding or realizing she was in love with him and then deciding to leave for him to realize. So it's like you don't know what you got till it's gone sort of thing. Right. Which, no, isn't ideal, but it happens. And so... I didn't mind it, but yeah, I guess I wouldn't want to feel like the oh, second second you, runner up. <laughs> well, I don't think it was that she was second because he does say it was always you. I he said I was a, you know too much of a fool to realize it. Right. I think they were just so comfortable in their friendship that they didn't realize it was love. They just thought, oh, this is just friendship. This right. is just us being BFFs. But you don't realize like how rare that is to have that friendship and that foundation. But also know that there's a reason you're not able to fall in love with other people. And I think he, I don't really feel like he fell in love with Nicole, per se. I think it was more of just like a crush. Um, Maybe. I mean. Because I don't know that it would have worked out in the long run. I don't really think they had a lot in common. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, One of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is when Matt's, you know, making bread for Nicole. Oh, by the way, I got to talk about that. My goodness. Matt has his great date set up for Nicole, their first date. He's, you know, talking to her, like, come taste my bread, you know. You have to come at five in the morning. It's going to be worth it. So Matt is up late, you know, making the perfect loaf. And he runs over to Annie's house at, like, midnight and, you know, tastes his bread. She's like, it's just bread. And then he says, um, can I come back around three with another loaf? Like, just little things, like, it just got me. It's just, it's total Matt, you know, he's just obsessed with bread, and I love seeing that sort of passion. And then Nicole doesn't show up. I hated her for that. Like, that just, like, how do you, how do you, he had, like, this cute setup, you know, it was just adorable. Broke I know. Broke my heart. I, it broke my heart for Matt, but in Nicole's defense, it was 5 a.m., and she said, maybe. Okay, she said maybe. Yeah, because when he says... 5 a.m. She's like, 5 a.m.? Are you crazy? So there's a maybe. And then she's like, I don't know, maybe. So she didn't fully... Commit. Yeah, commit. Okay. So, you know. All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. But it was a sad scene. It was a sad scene because it was a very nice setup. So why don't we talk a little technical, if we can. Oh, no. I just want to mention the scene where he goes to see her in the middle of the night i love that they made her like 
disheveled and because a lot of times these movies they show these actresses waking up in the morning and they're just like face full of makeup Mm. their hair is perfect and you know like this movie was so realistic because she's just like in her robe bedhead like I'm sleeping (laughs) and I just I really like that no that that's awesome and I think that was probably a director call so great call on that you know trying to make it authentic uh I, I think more little things like that again we talk about the little details more little details like that make make a film really stand out um and speaking of making a film stand out technically speaking uh you know things were good the music was great it wasn't overpowering you know they had a nice little soundtrack here and there uh it added to the scenes you know it didn't take over lighting you know i already talked about that one scene by the pool um that was, you know, lighting was fine. Nothing really crazy happened, you know. Uh, their interior shots were, were good. Exterior were nice as well. Um, the cinematography, I think the DP had some fun here. There were some shots, like that pool scene, where you could tell the DP had an artistic flair to it. Tried some things they don't normally see. There's one scene in particular, um, a lot of symmetrical shots in this film too, where Annie and Matt are sitting down next to each other on the dock, and they're right in center frame and you have this beautiful vista behind them of the water and it's kind of like a low angle hero shot just gorgeous shots like that a little sprinkle throughout and i i love seeing it because it breaks up sort of the the conversation you know the over the shoulder talk back and forth i I love seeing that i agree like i i mean just from my lowly point of view for technical i thought it everything was done well like i really liked um, I don't always love like a close-up shot. I feel like they had a lot of close-up shots in this movie. Yeah. But I don't know. It just makes it, it made it like more personal, especially when we were having these sort of like intimate conversations um, with Annie and Matt. Uh, I think that's that scene you're talking about where she's talking about, you know, he's feeling down on himself and she's like, no, you know, letting him know that she believes in him. Yeah. And, um, and he tells her, you know, you remind me of like a shorter, cuter version of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird, yeah. Which I thought was so funny. I mean, there's, there's all these little funny lines like that, you know, sprinkled throughout. So I, I love seeing it. Like it, it gets me involved, gets me invested. I love the fact that you can balance, you know, we have these sort of serious conversations um, and you have some, some funny moments too. Usually centered around Walt, sometimes around <laughs> Matt though. But I mean, the, the DP really handled showcasing the town and making sure that we we got enough of that to really, you know, get established in that town. Yes. And so I feel like we need to talk about the... Baltimore. Should we talk about Baltimore? <laughs> the wonderful storyline that Matt bakes his best bread when he's in love. Right. And I thought it was going to be more magical magical sort of like um what's that movie with sarah michelle geller scooby-doo no that was a great movie though where they basically like put their feelings into whatever they bake so whenever someone eats it they feel what that person was feeling no idea i feel like you're making this movie i'm not i can't remember this is a great idea for a movie we should write this movie it is a movie and it i don't think the movie was very good actually but I thought it was a cool premise. Right. Um, so I thought it was going to be more like that. Right. 
which it wasn't, but I like this. It wasn't, you know, it was just very subtle, but it was something that they believed. Like, you know, his dad said he made his best bride, like his mom was his inspiration. And I love that the dad was just like full on French. I kind of would have maybe liked a little more backstory there of like, I guess his mom maybe met him in France and then they moved back there. I don't know, or, yeah. I don't know. I didn't need it. I'm, I was I was fine with it. I mean, you can only fit so much into this film and I would rather have had the dad and... Uh, more Walt. No. <laughs> the dad and Catherine. Um, I'd rather have more scenes with them, which we did, that were just fantastic. Um, and I think if we knew more about the mom, that those scenes wouldn't have worked nearly as well as, as they did. Um, I, I, I loved it. I mean, let's talk about some romance. I mean... Matt's dad has so much game. I mean, I more game than Matt. I mean, that open palm kiss. I've never seen an open palm kiss before. I'm stealing that move. That's my move from now on. I know. Is that like a French thing? I, I haven't know. seen it before, but he kisses her palm and she's like, oh. But it, and he closes it too. He like, kisses it and closes it. It was just... And even I was like, oh. oh like, sir. I, I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, you might need to start kissing the palm of my That's hand. That's what I'm saying. It's my move I... now. So thank you, Matt's dad, for showcasing that great move. And what a great dresser. Yeah. Let's talk about costumes for a second. Okay. I thought costuming was excellent. I thought yeah. there were a lot of blues and like stripes, uh-huh. which seemed a bit much, but I didn't mind it. No, I mean, the costume, the costume was good. I, I, I thought there was good. I liked the, the dress that any had on. Um, I think sometimes it felt a little safe. I would have liked a little bit more of a push here and there. Um, there was a scene where Matt and Nicole are at the park, you know, when they're about to kiss. Matt's wearing a shirt with a lot of patterning on it, and it causes the shirt to moray on film, where you get that vibrating sort of... I didn't see it. Get a little vibration on the pattern. So a little slip up there. Um, but yeah, the costuming was was good. It wasn't, wasn't bad or anything. I just would have liked a little bit more push. Like, I would have liked to see Matt in an apron more. Like, where's my baker's apron? You know... I think there's like one scene where he might be wearing an apron. I would would have liked a little bit more of that. Yeah. But the dad oh, had yeah. great Yeah, dad rocks it up. Close. Like, he had a he hat had great too. style. Had yeah. A hat. Yeah. No, anytime anytime you have someone in a sweet hat like that, give it to me all day long. When he was there's a scene where he's eating this sandwich and I think it's when the dog he first meets yeah. the the uh, Catherine's dog. He's wearing these like boots. They look like boots similar to maybe what you have and I was like, "Man, those are some nice boots." Like <laughs> I was just checking dad, out. I'm telling you, dad's bringing Checking it. out the dad. Dad's bringing it. Um, but yeah, no, costuming was, was solid, um, but I just, I would have liked for a little bit more push, especially because we're, we're dealing with, you know, sort of a weirder movie, a quirkier, a quirkier movie, um, a little bit more of a, a jump on the costuming, I think. Yeah. More um, color, more color. More color. I would agree. Even though I liked what they were, because I am a very like muted yeah. wardrobe person. So I liked a lot of the clothes they were wearing because a lot of my clothes is very similar in coloring and I do enjoy a good stripe. Uh, so Annie wears a lot of stripes and so does Matt. Mm-hmm. At one point, I felt like they were wearing the same shirt at different times. But I was like, was that the shirt that Annie was just wearing and then Matt was wearing it? Um, yeah, but it's, you know, it, you, I, I know the scene. You're like, yes, the striped shirt. Yeah. And, and it's funny because Annie wears a striped shirt, a nice little Oxford stripe. When she's painting, which you, you don't do. We've, we've talked about this before. Who was it that was wearing their nice clothes when they were painting? 
in the carousel movie, Christmas at the Carousel. Oh, he had the yeah. the cardigan or the, prince, the, the the painting cardigan. Yeah, you don't you don't rock the nice clothes when you're painting. But for well, some that reason, cardigan was specific for special, painting. Special it was his painting. special painting. For some reason, Hallmark loves having these people paint in nice clothes, and it just, I mean, they're risk takers, I guess. Well, Annie's a very careful painter. Um, <laughs> I guess so. But uh, I really liked her wardrobe. It felt like stuff I would maybe wear. Yeah. Um. So, news crew comes to film the ballet. Walt's freaking out. You know, he's trying to convince them that they have some some great thing coming up. You know, their 200th anniversary of the town. Walt has this great line. Uh, I don't look good in breeches. I've got small calves. Um, love it. Uh, news people are there. <laughs> they they take a stop. The anchor takes a stop by Matt's you know bakery, and grabs a loaf of bread as as one does you know, when they're on assignment and um, takes a bite, immediately goes back and seems to buy the whole bakery out. <laughs> then does a story on the ballet, of course, but then also talks about this bread. The bread ends up saving the day because apparently there's no good bread in all of Seattle, the mainland. So everybody comes for this bread and to explore the town and the bread basically saves the day. There's a moment when they announce the bread, you know, on the TV between Matt and Annie that is something special. I mean, you're, you're the romance expert, so I don't want to tread too deep into your territory. But that scene was, was something else. Well, yes. As far as romance, there isn't a lot of romance between our two leads in this movie because most of the movie, he's dating Nicole. Mm. So we don't get a lot of that interaction with Matt and Annie as far as, like, romance. Uh, but yes, this scene is a good one. So when they... You know, she jumps into his arms and they're hugging. Celebrating. Celebrating. And then she, they like pull back and there's just like this moment, which is a little frustrating for me, for Matt, because it feels like they're both feeling it. Yeah. At that point. That they both feel like there's some sort of like spark that, you know, is happening right then and there. Right. And then, of course, the moment passes. But then Annie seems to be the only one that's realizing her feelings. And he's still pursuing Nicole. Right. Well, Matt says it. He's a fool. I know. But it is frustrating. But if he felt that spark with Annie, I feel like... I wish there maybe would have been more of like a struggle for him. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what was missing. You know, that struggle of, I like Nicole, but... I'm starting to, that's what was missing. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's what was missing is that internal struggle of him realizing it. And then, yes, th see, this is why you're the romance expert. That's what it needed. It needed that little struggle. Yeah, because Annie is kind of struggling with it, but there's no one. Oh, she's super struggling with it. There's no one for her that she's like into. She starts, you know, going out with a director, but that's really just to like make him jealous, make Matt jealous. Um, and then she just like goes full on hostile and she's just like, she's the jealous one. She's oh, jealous yeah. of him. <laughs> like, you know, closing the, the, the thing down and, and even like ignoring phone calls, ignoring, he comes to her house, knocking on the door. She's in the dark, hiding against the wall, not answering the door. Like one of my biggest pet peeves in, in these films is when there's conflict and the, the characters ignore each other. They don't talk. 
and they don't have adult conversations about it. And any other film, any other film, that would have been a deal breaker for me. Because this movie is so ridiculous in a good way, it, it works, you know, because it, it just it becomes a part of this narrative. Like, it's hard to describe, but any other film, and this would be a complete deal breaker, deal breaker for me because it persists throughout. Like, they just don't talk. Um, but it becomes, you know, a part of it, and I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I never felt, though, for me, that this movie felt overly ridiculous. Like, to me, I... Like I was, I bought it. Like I felt like this was, you know, this little town. And yes, Matt's bread does get better when you know he's in love. And well, maybe ridiculous isn't the right word. Maybe it's quirky. Quirky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I do agree that Annie does go a little immature. A little. Uh, for no, a lot immature. I can kind of see her you know, closing up, bottling up when he's with Nicole because she doesn't want to, like, mess up that relationship. But then once they break up, it's like you just need to tell them how you feel. They just have to have have a talk. They have a conversation. And then when they finally do have a conversation, we get a beautiful fight, a great fight, a great great screaming match on the dock. It was so real. And that's what's so odd to me is that we have these sort of quirky moments and then we have these real conversations finally after they've ignored each other. And it felt so great. These two actors, just a beautiful job. Script, directing, everything about the scene was wonderful. Yeah. And then we get some angry baking, some angry packing. Mm-hmm. I would have maybe liked to see like some angry dancing. Oh my God. It, I feel like that would have fit. Just a little, little Kevin Bacon angry dancing. <laughs> just like a, little, just a touch. Just a touch of it. He does like hit his foot on that like trash can. Oh. But I would have liked to maybe see him like run up a wall. Like, you know, do that. That like, might have been a little homage know. to it. Yeah. For, maybe. Yep, a little bit. Um, well, I love that line when they're screaming at each other and she says, You would have drowned without me. You know, meaning the time that she's, you know, that she saved him, but also the fact that she saved him in, in life, that he, she was always there for him and helped him become the baker that he is, basically, you know. I feel like he walks, like, pretty far out on the dock when they're having that fight, too. Yeah. So. He was, yeah. He wasn't even thinking about no. his fear. He was just mad. That's a good catch, yeah. Um, Great scene, though. But yeah, great fight scene. We don't really get too many of these just like full on like sort of screaming matches. So I thought it was really fun to see. Yeah. And yeah, both of the the just actors did a great job. But you know, before that, because Matt, obviously, after Nicole breaks his heart, can't br- make the bread, bake the bread um, as well. The whole town is freaking out because they've got a big thing coming up. They need this bread, right? Because bread, this bread is like gold. Um, f- <laughs> the funniest scene is and this is where the i say quirky and weird this is where it gets weird matt wakes up afterwards because the dad tells walt that you know he needs to be in love yes and walt's just by his bed matt wakes up looks over and walt is literally sitting on the edge of his bed watching him sleep waiting for him to wake up be like hey buddy you want to talk about me like it's so ridiculous so we were live tweeting and and brant was saying that uh he was cracking up at that scene because it's just such a great scene. Like, Walt's expression, just, I would laugh. I, there's no way I could get through that scene. How could you not? Yeah. I loved that they just, like, went full, full quirky, if yeah. you will, um, with this. That the town that the town is just, like, rallying and saying, we need 
to get I'm trying to call him Brand. We need to get Matt in love with yeah. someone. And, and then, that they're like, who can we find? Who will fall in love with Matt? So we can Annie? so we can get some good bread in here again. <laughs> um I just thought that was hilarious. That was genius. Yeah, and and the, and the next scene, they're all in Matt's bedroom. Like yeah. Walt's there, the whole town's there. And and when they had this this literally a town hall meeting to figure out how to get Matt to fall in love, and they're like, What about Annie? Let's offer up Annie. And it's just so inappropriate, ridiculous. Um, you know, like you know, they're basically offering up Annie as tribute. Yeah. And one of the one of the times people was like, "Be a team player, Annie. Come on!" Like it's it's madness, and I'm I'm there for it because they've set up these little eccentricities, these little quirkiness throughout the film. Yeah, but little do they know, Annie's already in love with. <laughs> Annie's already. Um, <laughs> it's so, I mean, and I really love that they, you know, set up this like online dating thing to sort of like gather these random women yeah. from various <laughs> places to come. And then all of these like quote unquote cousins appear, uh, you know, they're coming out of the woodwork and everyone's saying, meet my cousin, meet my cousin. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the back half of this movie just, yeah, it got, you know, really funny it went off really, the deep end in a good way yeah i just thought i was like oh my gosh this movie is so great it's just we haven't seen anything like no. this really so we've never seen a town offer up <laughs> someone to make better bread like oh my god so good no so you know finally matt realizes <laughs> after they have the big fight after he does his angry baking angry baking yeah and it's some angry baking film beautifully too so apparently, angry baking is also delicious. Apparently. Um, so he realizes, oh, wow. You know, when the whole town is sitting on his bed and they're like, well, your dad said you bake best when you're in love. Yeah. And I actually really love that they had that like little, it's like Annie starts flashing before his eyes. Like, you know. <laughs> Again, it's cheesy and quirky. But I loved it. I just thought it was so. It, it was, was appropriate yeah. for the film because. This is, I mean, guys, this is what happens. When you set up a film, you establish a film to be a little weird, a little off, and you just hold on to that. You don't let it go. You don't try to do something that you're that you're not. And it just held on to it. And we get that, that silly flashback of her face just coming. Like, yes, any other film, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But they just, oh, God. No. When you have characters like Walt, um, even the sheriff, the uh, sheriff is- Lyle, I, I loved, like, there's this line where Matt says, like, you're the most um, perfectly pressed sheriff I've ever seen. And he did. Like, his jacket is even, like, perfect. <laughs> and he's like, I love ironing. Like, he finds it, like, it calms him or something. Like, and it's just, like, little things like that. I just thought, like I said, these different supporting characters were all so funny. They each had their, yeah. like, little quirk about them and i just thought it was great well just just take note just take note you don't have to have this elaborate backstory for these characters that little line i like ironing says all you need to know about this character it is yes yeah yeah and you know if you listen to this podcast how we love details yes so these little details make the characters more believable that we don't need a whole you know bunch of information about them but you add in these little details and you automatically feel like you know these characters and then on top of great acting everything just works um speaking of details there are murals throughout the town i want to know 
if Annie did those murals in the town. Because she's actually a really good painter in this. Um, I want to know if she's the one that did the murals in the town. I would love to know if that was... Because they would, they, would, they would kind of pan across them sometimes. And they would make it seem like she did them. Like, you don't focus on something like that unless there's a story. So I would love to know if, if Annie did those murals. Yeah, that's a, a good question. I thought maybe they, that they would end up having her do one of the murals. Okay. Um, well, it's Chekhov's gun, right? You don't show a gun unless you're going to use it in like the third act. Yeah. So he makes this. He makes some uh, some bread that makes the town some dough. Yeah, I was hoping. Oh come on, come on! Nothing, nothing <laughs> from that. Um, no, it was it was a good pun. It was a good bread pun. That's it. No more bread puns. Bread puns are <laughs> off the table. Um, I, don't, I don't. I don't need this right I now. I was hoping that that dough would have bought, you know, the town maybe a better venue for them to host ballet productions, because I thought she was. Gonna they had it. people sitting on steps. Yeah. Well, it's part of the the ambiance, and it was last minute too to have the town watch one of their things. Okay. I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna defend the ballet room. No, but I was actually concerned that, they, like, there was like a chandelier in the middle of that room. I thought for sure she was gonna bang her head. <laughs> on that. Like, it got. It, got um, close. it was just a very small space. Yeah. Um, not much seating, you know. So maybe some of that that dough can help them out there, um, and they can host, you know, more ballets there. Um, I did love seeing the different reactions to the people when we talk about details of the ballet that the sheriff is like tearing up like i love that thing about him and then um and then tom is like falling asleep on mary which again they were great yeah mary Uh, knows what's going on mary is like the yoda of this film the wise woman who sees what's going on steers annie into the a great way she always is she um uh the actresses uh Alicia Rotaro, yeah. who we've seen in It Was Always You. Love her. And I feel like she was like the same, like offering wisdom. Like she's like telling people, pushing them along to yeah. the to the right path. Uh, so yeah, she was a great character for that. And I thought um, her husband, Tim, played by Duran Bell, was, was very funny. Mm. Um, again, all the supporting cast, you know. So after, you know, Matt realizes he has his flashback, Annie's leaving, sells the sells the restaurant. He goes off, runs after her. You know, the whole town's running with him. Um, we don't we, we don't have an airport chase scene, but we have a ferry chase. A ferry scene. chase scene with the whole town in tow. The news is there as well. Uh, it looks like he's about to jump off. He thinks she's on the ferry. It looks like he's about to jump. Look, he's taken off his sneakers. Well, if he really loved her, he would have swam with those sneakers on. He wouldn't have taken. He just <laughs> jumped right in. He uh, can't swim. He he d- can't have anything else weighing him down. That's true. Uh, and then uh, obviously Annie's not on the, the ferry. She's up on the. Well, the I crowd. love that he's like yelling after her. I'm like, that is true love. He is willing to drown for Annie. That he's going to jump in the water. It's very Greek. Very um, Greek. and he's just like yelling, "I love you." Yeah. I love that the town is like helping him out, and they're yelling, Annie, "Annie, he loves you." Um, but she didn't get on the ferry. No. What do you know? She forgot her passport. <laughs> um, and it's a very sweet moment, you know, that he's like, it's always been you. I do love that you, they couldn't end it without that little bit of quirkiness. Yeah. Uh, that he's like, 
anybody got some bread? Because she's like, well, how do I know that, you know, you really love me? She has to taste the bread. <laughs> it was so cute. And then obviously the bread is amazing. Yeah. And then we have our kiss. And we have our kiss. Kiss was good. It was a great kiss. It was good. I thought it was a great kiss. I don't know. For some reason, I didn't. I didn't feel it as much as I felt the electricity between that stare when they had it earlier. So I, I, you know, the kiss was good. I mean, again, I'm no. I'm no romance expert. Well, I like when they kiss and then they go in for more. So yeah. it wasn't just like a kiss and then that it. It was like a few back to back kisses, yeah. and it just like each one got better. Yeah, it felt real. Yeah. yeah. So it was a wonderful ending. Um, I was a little disappointed. That we don't know what happens. what happens to Annie. Well, we don't. She we was don't supposed know a lot to go things. to. She's supposed to go to Paris. We have a. So again, any other. I, I've said this this whole time. I've said quirky a lot in any other film. Any other film that does this, I'm gonna be upset. It. It doesn't matter because again, we have the dad narration coming in. You know, giving us a nice little. This is how a French film ends. Love that again. But we, what is she gonna do? She's already sold her restaurant. It doesn't matter because it's it's the story <laughs> that encapsulates the bread. I know. You know. I mean, that's. She can paint. But I mean, that to me, um, it, it didn't bother me like it should have. Because yeah. again, I'm all about these little details, these little technicalities. It didn't bother me. Um, but I was wondering about like, because when she's dating the guy, he's supposed to hook her up with, you know, some painting stuff. And that goes out the window. We don't even hear about that again. Yeah, because I one thing, and I feel like we've talked about this before, we don't like when people have to like give up their dreams yeah. for like the other person. So that was the only thing that made me a little sad was like, is she giving up her artist dream no. to stay and be with him? Because she would have gone before. Like she's she's happy where she's at. Like I think she was just doing it to do something. Like she can paint there. You know, I don't think Paris, you don't need to go to Paris to paint. She's rocking it out there. She just needs to have more self-confidence in herself. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, dating Matt and his bread. Yeah, you know, she's gonna get that self confidence. Maybe she'll open like her own little studio. There Maybe she will start painting the murals if she isn't already in the town. Beautiful. People will come from far Write away that to that see right the murals <laughs> and eat the bread. It'll be like an Instagram wall that she's gonna do. It's gonna be great. Yeah, she um, could do art for Matt's bakery. You know. There we go. Oh, and we. God, there's so much in this film, but when he makes pastries, because he's so angry, he makes pastries, and they're like pastries like they're all freaking out just little moments like that it's such a great film but yeah that was the baker's son uh great very charming uh quirky would you say quirky yes i would say it's quirky uh quirky film um worked extremely well yeah this was just an awesome film it's we didn't say this earlier but it was a part of the summer nights uh hallmark series great summer film to to do um played a lot better than the aloha one yes you know it just it worked it worked it worked love to see more would love to see more about this town love to see more walt give it to us all we're here for it great job hallmark and uh great job everyone that had had a part in this yeah i could honestly i could see this being like a series like i feel like they could do so much with it well we're gonna send this podcast to hallmark (laughs) um so but we are very excited about next week yes her pen pal it just looks amazing we're we're very excited for this one yeah this is one on the top of our list um so you know we're gonna have a have a little little podcast about that one yeah this is the one we've been most excited um it's 
Joabakin is the writer for it. So we already know we're, you know, we're going into to something good. So um, my, my hopes are, are very high. <laughs> Joie will deliver. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back next week with that review. Mm-hmm. Um, but thanks again for listening, guys. As always, make sure you are following us on all of our socials. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, it's technically romance or our Twitter is technically rom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find that all on our website and, uh, give us a review, uh, send us any messages. Yeah. We, we, lo- we love hearing from you guys. Like we get some messages from some of our, our followers and absolutely love responding to them. So really appreciate that everyone. And, uh, yeah. Hope to see y'all next week. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>